0: Coming to you live from the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea, Ohio, this is Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Here are your hosts, Bo Bishop and Nathan Zagura.
1: Let's do it live on a Friday edition of Cleveland Browns Daily. I am merely Bo. Gibbe is here. Z is on roller coasters at Cedar Point. I'm wondering if he got it all in with the Uh, rain and the such. According to him, he's good to go. No rain up there, huh? No lightning, no rain? I guess I was uh, kind of rooting for it. You wanted him
2: to fail. (laughs)
1: That's where I was at today. Him, his day off failed.
2: No, let him it's live. It's a beautiful day. Yeah, like, he God had. God bless him.
1: The last time he took time off, he was supposed to, and I was in here solo for him. Um, he was supposed to play golf, and that was undone. Didn't it just rain all day? Yep, it was on a Friday. It was on a Friday. Yep. Yeah. So that just it just rained all day. So yep. at least he's riding coasters. This will be my first weekend off that
2: I don't have a obligation with a child sure. or work in weeks. The wife was like... You, you got the hall pass. I said, Well, wow, I was. Wonderful. I understand something. I was taking the hall pass anyways <laughs> after all the work I've done this week. Um, and then uh, I looked at the weather and I was like, Well, maybe I'm going to be right back to square one. What do
1: we got to worry about? We got to worry about like tomorrow morning? Is that the. No, hitch? it's well,
2: tomorrow afternoon. Afternoon is where it gets dicey. So I'm like, All right. And then Sunday just kind of looks like grossness. Yeah. It's in the 60s. There's some rain. I, I don't know. Maybe if I'll it's- be wrong, but.
1: I can't tell if Sunday is like an all-day intervals of clouds and sunshine in the afternoon. I, Sunday might be, depending on when the rain happens. That could be your, that might be your sweet spot there because it's hot Saturday. I got eighty-eight. I'm fine with that on my, on my on my, in my neck of the woods. I, I thrive in that. Yeah. Um, yeah,
2: looks like nasty weather after three o'clock tomorrow. So I could get in
1: some. Some festivities. Yeah, you might have a little bit of a good time there. There's, there's. By the way, it looks like our guy, our guys are having a good time in the Bahamas, playing a little golf today, uh, down there, and um, at the Atlantis. It's from Nick Chubb's Instagram, I saw that that they are at the Atlantis. I like that playing Nick Chubb golf. is there. By the way, I like the idea that Nick Chubb is in the is in the Bahamas at the Atlantis, uh, a place where Bootsy frolicked not even two months ago. Uh, that they have that now in common, um, and that they're all playing golf at the Ocean Club, which is fantastic, gentlemen. Be mindful of the lazy river. Be very well. Like Boy, you're not wrong. Here's the yeah. key to that whole operation on that lazy river. You have got to, and all of these guys have fantastic abdominal strength, you have got to pull your hindquarters out of that tube. You have to try to straddle the top of the tube, and if you do that, you're going to be fine. If your hindquarters get in the hole of the tube, that's where you're going to run into problems. Now you're talking about bleeding, bruising, disaster. You've got to do that because the bumps, the concrete bumps in the lazy river will bite you if you are not prepared.
2: No, thank you is the answer we're looking for.
1: Yeah. No, it's not great. Can you imagine those guys down there like running up and down? Because they're going to be. The slides are great.
2: Yes. You have the time
1: of your life. Like they're going to be running up and down. You go, you Can You go imagine a being a few hours of workout and then you go live. You imagine like being some kid. Your parents pull you out for like a mid May break for randomly. Which I strongly
2: encourage. Fantastic. Like an early to mid May before school gets out. Yeah. You could thrive.
1: We, we did that in California. It yep. was great. There was nobody there. We did whatever we wanted. Um Yeah, no, I do that. I don't think anyone's doing anything in school now anyway. No. They've all pushed their chips in. God we had bless. like a soapbox derby. Bootsy went to the 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 zoo. Uh Beamsy went to the science center. My kid's got an art show tonight. She hasn't even been in class all
2: week. I it's I just... told we were setting up her art show art exhibit on Wednesday, and I the one the one of the uh, uh, custo- head custodians there, who's a great guy. Joe does a fantastic job at, at the Olmstead Falls High School. He comes up, he goes, "Haven't I seen you enough?" Like between <laughs> post prom and meetings, and and I said. I feel like I've been in this school more than my kid has in the month of May. <laughs> I'm fairly confident I've been in this school more than my kid has. Yeah, they're not doing no, anything. They had field day yesterday. Yeah, they're, just... they're living.
3: Yeah, I had to drop have... off
2: like a, an adult Jenga. I go, what are we doing? What are we doing? What's going? Wh- when on? are you guys done? Uh, her final day of school is Monday as a senior. That's it. And then That's she a wrap. graduates June second. Wow. So the. The rest of the school, senior exams are next week, but she tested out of them. I guess if you get A's every quarter, then you don't have to take the final. So she doesn't have to do that. Good job out of you. Yeah. Or her. Uh, Yeah, definitely not me. I was not that guy. I had to take every final. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I guess
1: the first week in June. Like by June 2nd, I think everything's done. That's outstanding. The boys go to June 8th. It's a long, long, it's a time. late one. It's a long time. And I don't think that they will. I don't think they're going to do anything the next two weeks. I really oh. don't. I mean, you got Memorial Day the week after. Is that the week? Is that next weekend? Or the yeah, week, next is weekend. Is it really Memorial coming that Day quick? weekend? Wow. Don't blink. Um, OK, so they got that. Then they go a week and they go to like the next Tuesday. No one's going to be doing anything like the four days after Memorial Day. No, that's nothing. That's going to be a lot of movie time is what that's. Going yeah, to be. nothing's getting done everything that's been it's just crazy like shut it down everyone's out we're out of it where would you if you were uh the quarterback of an nfl team with a lucrative contract you're going to take 30 offensive players on a uh, on a get let's get together and be buddies conversation and, and let's learn the offense and throw some passes have a good time where would you take them i mean in May? I,
2: I, I am a big fan of the riviera maya no oh. i'm a little fan of the southern portion of cancun <laughs> and the all inclusive resort that comes with that? Sure, sure, sure. So although isn't it is Atlantis all inclusive or no, 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 no. Yeah, no, see? no, no, no. You've got to Nope. Uh, do inclusive. If if I gotta foot the bill for everybody. Yeah, like I you want know everybody what your to the bill go. is yeah. Yeah.
1: All inclusive. Out yeah. the door. Let's go. The uh what would what, what drove me nuts is that they put additional they put automatic gratuity on everything. So there was like an eighteen percent gratuity on a bottle of water. You go buy a bottle of water, eighteen percent gratuity on that, and then they had the gall to say additional gratuity with a line there. So not only are, am I tipping you every time I buy anything, buy a t, you know, additional gratuity on any sort of food and beverage. Then in addition to that, then I got to add more. Now I'm doing the math to get it to twenty. I'm a twenty percent tipper. That's where I'm at. Same. That's it. That's my baseline. Um, and then I move up and down from there. But largely, do 20, that's it. Everybody's happy. It seems like it's universally accepted. So let's just do the 20. Don't do 18 and make me do math. I don't want to do math on 2%. And don't
2: give me a second no, line for No, me no two lines. If you're, if you're already charging me for 20%, you're not 20, you're not getting 20 not getting another 1% or 2% from me.
1: No, just that's it. Whatever you think is fair, put that in, and then that's it. I would probably, on a uh, on a team building, I would probably stay stateside. I would probably stay stateside. Should you do a little Destin? You could do a Destin. Uh, the problem there is going to be, do you have – you could do seaside, you could do watercolor, anywhere on 30A. The only problem there is, you know, you've got to be able to find enough green space to be able to – get Like a high school stadium? Yeah, probably. Probably could. As long as they weren't having – this time of year, they're probably still in school – so, I would do, I would do, I think Panhandle, Florida would be a sweet spot. And then, depending on what the temperature, is it already hot as blazes in the desert? I feel like yes. This is good. I need an answer for this right now. All right, Scottsdale, Arizona. Let's see what what's. Re- oh, no, it's totally 94, 91, 95, 95, 98. That's fine. In the morning, get the workout in the morning. It's totally fine. And it's also uh you also i mean it's a it's a dry heat so like you go get a workout you go get you go toss the pigskin around 8 a.m at 72 i mean hell you could toss it around until really three o'clock it gets 90 so i go to one of those two places i stay stateside i don't go i wouldn't go international on the on the team building i would I would stay stateside but good job out of deshaun for doing that uh i'm sure it's lovely pga <laughs> championship day two is underway windy this morning yes very, very windy this morning. I saw this um, this morning from uh, Will Brinson, who, in in res- response to John Daly playing yesterday the way that he played, brought up an old story he did when he followed him at the Wyndham Championship. So he followed Daly at the Wyndham Championships. And I think what spurred this on is Daly is sponsored by Hooters. And Hooters, was he was there last night at the Tulsa Hooters. There's images of him there signing autographs and so forth. And Brinson said, well, I did this once. I actually followed John Daly for an entire round of golf. At the end of this entire round of golf, now this is not yesterday at the PGA, but my guess is it's similar. By his count, John Daly consumed 21 cigarettes, 12 (laughs) Diet Cokes, and six packs of M&Ms, peanut M&Ms, and that's it. That's the consumption. What what was it? Tiger
2: Woods, there's there's a story about him and Daly playing together and it was a day like in the middle of the summer where it was ninety eight degrees, sure. humidity to match, whatever. Tiger Woods said he consumed thirty waters, thirty bottles of water, and John Daly's like thirteen Diet Cokes.
1: <laughs> Why well to be fair, Diet Cokes is made of water. There's there's water in it. Yeah. It can also take the corrosion off your car battery, but there is water in it. Which of those would be the hardest for you? How would you rank those hardest to easiest to consume in a round of golf? The 21 cigarettes, the 12 Diet Cokes, or the six packs of peanut? I could blow through the six pack of peanut M&Ms in my sleep. Yep, I love peanut M&Ms. Who doesn't? It's probably the the perfect candy. It's the perfect M&M. Well, if you're doing a Mount Rushmore of candy, I think candy, candy bar, I think that's George Washington. That's the perfect candy. It's got everything you want. Can't disagree with you. Salt, sweet, crunchy, no mess. Yeah, handful, three at a time, whatever. I mean, the variety, the versatility. To me, the peanut M&M is the win. It's the the then it's a real tough one between 21 cigarettes, which has got to be close to a pack, I would think. And then a 12-er a of diet, there's no way I could drink 12 Diet Cokes. The cigarettes might be easier to consume than the Diet Cokes. I think it might be. Because you could
2: just play, I guess, and not, I've never smoked. But I've seen my friends that do, and it's no problem to light one up every few minutes.
1: Feels like you blow through them pretty quick.
2: Yeah, I feel like you could do it without even realizing you're doing it. Yeah. Uh, That number of Diet Cokes, you're going to know you're going through. By the time you hit six, I feel like you're getting jittery.
1: I don't even know how I would go about the twelve diet coke. I no. think I think both would make me nauseous, both the twenty one yeah. cigarettes and the twelve diet cokes. I just wonder. I think you're right. Twelve I think pack a beer, be fine. That's a little different. It's the sweetness of the coke that would yeah. drive me over the edge. I had a little smoking cigarette phase in the south. I uh, felt like everyone was doing this. Like it was just what you did. Like you'd go have a cocktail and. You'd smoke a cigarette. So I did that for a little bit in my early 20s. Uh, we don't like to talk about it in front of the children. Obvious. Yeah. Um, and so my wife and I went on a, uh, we had like a kind of a getaway from the kids, I don't know, maybe f- five, six years ago. And we were down in Florida and we thought, boy, maybe maybe a pack of cigarettes, maybe, maybe a cigarette would taste good. But, you know, we used to do this. So I bought some. Did not. Did not taste good. It was actually terrible. It was actually terrible. It was two puffs and that's it. That's a wrap. That's a wrap on that, uh, to say the least. Where are we in the PGA? It was windy this morning. Uh,
2: Justin Thomas making a charge. He's at two under today. He's up to five under. He's tied with McIlroy. Rory goes off at 236. Most of the leaders not going off yet. Uh, uh, Neiman is up to minus three. Uh, Wise is at two under. Shoffley is at two under. Um... I'm looking for people that are actually on the course today. Jason Day is at even. Uh, Ricky Fowler is at plus one. Uh, Rom is at uh, plus one. He's minus two on the day. He's made a little bit of a charge. Uh, Kepka is minus three on the day. He's down to plus two. He can make the cut. Daly tees off at 125. Speed tees off at 230. Where, where's our boy Tigre? Uh, Tigre's plus four. He goes off at 236, and he's going to have to do some work because the cut line right now
1: projected is plus three. Mm. Yeah, he's not going to get there. We, you heard him post-game yesterday. He's not getting there. I, I don't I think so. it would no. be a real – how about Dustin Johnson? He's out of the mix. Plus six. He's yeah. Plus three on the day. Somebody put an image of John Daly up sitting on his golf cart, and Dustin Johnson said – Golf is a sport where this guy beats this guy on any given day, and he did. That's 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 absolutely the fact of it. All the all the best scores are from yesterday. More. I was going to say no one's They're all morning, yeah. and then it feels like. When I was listening to the guys last night, it sounds like it'll be reversed today, and it'll be the best scores will be in the afternoon today because it blew the wind blew so hard this morning, and so it'll be the other way. And so like Rory might actually be able to card another 68 yeah. or something like that, and really extend this thing over the course of uh, heading, heading into the weekend. Yeah, I mean, um, Thomas has
2: played well, but, I again, uh, basically it looks like two, four, six, eight, like 12 of the top 15 haven't even teed off yet. <laughs> yeah. So no one's made a move outside of Justin Thomas.
1: All right. Well, and this speaks to a little bit of, I think they're going to have a hard time this weekend from a rating standpoint. There's just too much going on. Now, the basketball's been bad. The championship games have all been bad. There was another bad one last night with the Celtics um, and Heat. That was they were up 70 to 45 at, at halftime. So there's there's no really no reason to stay into that. Um, but those those games have been a bit lopsided. I just think there's too much going on right now for people to be paying attention to this. I just think they had their sweet spot. It was in August.
2: It made sense during COVID when the NBA was still playing regular season games right sure. now. Sure. Yeah. But and, and- Maybe the NBA, again, should look at starting their season on Christmas. I wouldn't be opposed and to And then a go Christmas through stuff. July. Because, remember, the finals last year were in July. No, That was I'm, fun. There yeah. was nothing else
1: going on. No, I love that. I, I don't have a problem with them starting December 1 and then or around Christmas and then ending up at the end of July. I think that's great. I also think, frankly, the NFL season should be done at the end of January. I don't have any need in February 27th Super Bowls. Down, as we as this schedule gets bigger and bigger. Well, you should probably get ready for that. No, I know that's where we're headed. But, yeah. like, to me, if that's the case, then start the season sooner. Start it before Labor Day, weekend. Before Labor Day or whatever. Like, get to a point. Start sooner. To me, it's got to be done by the end of January. It just feels like the natural first week of February at the latest. Like, I don't want this going into February. I know that's where we're headed. It just feels unnatural to me to 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 push it along that that far um i'm seeing this the world cup coming to the united states in 2026 and maybe you have clarity on this give uh we are not among the in the mix to host any world cup games uh not only is cleveland not in the mix but columbus isn't either they just we just built state-of-the-art stadium in columbus
2: how's that happen
1: i have no idea it's (laughs) lower.com stadium downtown columbus stunning stunning achievement it is not on the list so it's texas stadium these are the stadiums still in the running Texas Stadium. I'll just do this by location. Dallas, Atlanta, Baltimore, Cincinnati, Denver, New Jersey, Foxborough, Houston, uh, SoFi and Inglewood, uh, Kansas City, Miami, Nashville, Orlando, Pasadena, Philly, Santa Clara. Those are the, those are, and Seattle. So NFL stadiums. But not this one. We have one.
2: Yeah. And you're going to go to Cincinnati. You're going to go to
1: Cincinnati. Ugh. I mean, that sucks, man. That's I don't even know if we were ever in the mix. It seems like the team. So Chicago, Minneapolis and Arizona all missed the cut. All dropped out in March. Um, and now Charlotte, Vegas, Salt Lake and Tampa were cut. Landover, Maryland withdrew in April. Did we not go after that? Feels like we would want a World Cup here, don't you think? I mean, we we do all the other supporting soccer matches here, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it seems like so. This is a North American World Cup, so you have uh, games in in Mexico, Canada, and the United States. Um, sounds like the World Cup but final will be in L.A. Cincinnati. I don't know how you could. Come on, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me, pal. Yeah,
2: how do you not? I mean, clearly they needed a bigger stadium than the new one in Columbus. Uh, and I'm assuming they're not going. I'm assuming. Uh, well, I don't know where. Where are you playing in Cincinnati? Is it at Paul, Paul Brown?
1: Brown? Paul Brown. They have the new one. The the they one they have they, a new soccer right, one new, too. I didn't know how many Cincinnati. People they seeded. <clears throat> no, it's like it's like the one in Columbus. It's like thirty. That's what most of the soccer specifics are in this country. Are mostly, are mostly uh, in that in that thirty range, which is a sweet spot for it. Where, to me, I was then announced. It. Uh Grant it's it's all over ESPN. Grant Wall had it. A lot of guys had it that the that it was. So I don't know if if we just didn't I'll tell you what, we gotta start getting we gotta get organized here a little bit as a region. We've lost Firestone, we're not in the vote for this. You think about the things that are happening around the country, and Northeast Ohio is not in the mix on any of it.
2: I I we talked a little bit about that yesterday.
1: Oh, with the golf, yeah.
2: Yeah. I, I don't – boy, I don't know how Minneapolis doesn't get it. I, I think that their new stadium there is one of the
1: best stadiums in the NFL. <laughs> it, well, here's why. Because if they don't get it, it would be because it's not natural grass. Now, I don't know if you can grow natural grass in there. Um, but they're not going to play any – they're not playing a World Cup on any on turf. So that'll all be grass. That'll and that's going to be. Gonna be in the middle of summer. We could host. That's, that's what I'm that's saying. That's the best time of year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, fascinating stuff. All right, so we'll have Bruce what? Feldman on here at the bottom of the hour. Let me Cincinnati's just, turf. Well, they're going to put grass down then. Yeah, yeah, they won't let them play on turf. Don't you remember, like when the European power clubs would come over, like Chelsea and them, and they would demand you put grass? Yeah, you know, they did it. They did one in Indy, one in Seattle, and they put grass down to play. The MLS teams play on turf, in the in like in Seattle, the MLS team plays on turf. Yeah, they the play European it. clubs won't do it. Grass yeah. only. Smart. Yeah, they're not having it. Um, Want to lay the groundwork. We have Bruce Feldman coming on at, at 1.30. So this has yep. been a, a fascinating week in college football and the future of the sport. And acknowledging that that most of you out there listening who love the Browns and love the NFL probably also love college football. Um, it's been a wild week in college football and that the most successful, powerful man in college football called out, I believe, not so much Jimbo Fisher in Texas A&M or even Deion Sanders in Jackson State, but rather what is happening in college football, and that he ain't a fan of it. And if Alabama doesn't get organized, he's not going to be able to have the success that he used to have. Alabama currently does not have a collective, or as Nathan called it yesterday, a consortium. Big words. Which is fine. Both will reply. Texas does. Texas and m does, and they crushed it. So Saban went on the attack. I, th- I think what Saban was doing was saying, uh, to me it was a direct call to action from Alabama boosters, I need you all to get organized so that I can compete with these guys. That's to me what it was. But this is all swirling at a time when right now there is no law in the sport. None. It's Wild West. And the individual states are the ones determining what you can and cannot do with the collective. People will come on and say, well, what about the NCAA? The NCAA has no subpoena power. People get this messed up all the time. They think the NCAA can demand you talk. No, they can't. They have no subpoena power. So for them to try to chase things down, it's just not going to happen. They also aren't an army of Pinkertons. They rely on news, news people, journalists, to break stories, and then they react to those stories. They investigate those stories. They don't do any investigating on their own. They don't have an investigative arm in that sense. So beyond that, the NCAA does not have jurisdiction over individual states. So even if they decide to say, hey, you can't use a collective in this way to pay a player directly, it's irrelevant because the individual state supersedes the NCAA. These are state institutions. That takes precedent. So that gets where we are. And make no mistake, the future of the sport is being litigated right now. It's being litigated yeah. right now, at the very highest level. Take note when somebody like Gene Smith in the last two weeks on two separate occasions the athletic director at Ohio State, said, hey, we may need to look at the college football playoff to govern football. Pay attention to that. Write that down. It's a big deal for him to say something like that. It's a big deal for Nick Saban to say what he said this week. It's a big deal that Jimbo Fisher fired back the way that he did, as defensive as he was. It's a big deal. And all of this ties together. And we benefit from it at the very highest level here in the National Football League in that when you draft – Nick Chubb, Miles Garrett, Baker Mayfield. When you signed Deshaun Watson from what he was at Clemson, Odell Beckham Jr., Jarvis Landry. When you acquire these people, you're acquiring ready-made stars. When we drafted Johnny Manziel, it didn't work, but there were a few athletes on the planet that were a bigger deal at the time than him. He sold a lot of number two jerseys. Yep. And everybody likes that relationship, and nobody wants that to change. College sports don't want that to change. College football coaches don't want that to change. Guess what? The NFL doesn't want it to change because it's working. It's working. They're not having to develop 18 year olds. They get them pretty damn close to fully formed at age 21, 22. It's the best system going. It's the best minor league in sports. Yes. That's why the NFL doesn't need. They want no part of any change. Yeah. (laughs) They want it to stay exactly how it is. And I think we all do too. And I think largely it will. Largely it will. We'll ask Bruce Feldman. He'll join us here momentarily on this. One other thing before we get out of here. Uh, an, inc- an incredible congratulations to our great friend Bernie Kosar. Joseph Kozar, a graduate uh, of the University College. of Miami, right? I think so. It looked like it. It yeah. looked like it to me, like it was the U. Uh, but congratulations to Joseph, uh, son of Bernie, on his graduation. Uh, well, well done young man. Uh, lots to get to. Bruce Feldman coming up here momentarily. We will get to that, uh, among other things here, as we are loaded up. Uh, Keep you updated on the PGA as well. Rich Eisen with some thoughts on the the name, image, and likeness thing. We will get into that a little higher, lower as well. We're off and running. Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland.
0: Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
1: Your business operations collects data that you need, but you're having a hard time bringing it all together and seeing the full picture, especially in the right time frame. Bo here for my friends at EOX Vantage, and they're data scientists who are also business operations experts. Bring your EOX Vantage team together, and they're going to help you build an automated system that brings your data sources together in real time and turns them into eye-opening dashboards. You can make smart, time-sensitive, critical decisions in the right amount of time that helps your business. Staring at spreadsheets that provide insight you needed to know last month while well, EOX Vantage will let you know exactly where your people stand on their activities and their deliverables and gauge your financial performance easily and accurately while tracking progress and ROI. Check out how companies are making their business intelligent, smarter by visiting EOXVantage.com. You know, the interesting thing we'll be Bruce Feldman on here in just a second. The interesting thing about all of this is I saw this from a guy from uh, Jason Gay who writes for the Wall Street Journal. Um, he said this is and it's on point. Imagine a college football coach explaining the NIL crisis to a person in another business. Quote, so now the people who work with us can get paid. And if they don't get paid enough, they might go somewhere else. It's a disaster.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I I thought it was crazy in all of the back and forths yesterday. And by the way, how about the SEC commissioner putting a kibosh? The
1: SEC, no, for those who don't know. The, which is spectacular. Yeah, with, Lane Kiffin was supposed to go on Dan Patrick this morning. Yeah. And, the SEC boss, Greg Sankey, who is the most powerful man in college sports and and probably on the very short list of most powerful men in sports in this country. Um, he said, no, actually you won't. In fact, none of you are going to be. No one will be talking no one's to talking. anyone It's until media day. because We're done. What did we say
2: yesterday? What's the next big circus TV show. in the SEC?
1: It's all a TV show. Look what he's done. This has dominated the sports conversation all week. In a week where we have the conference finals in the NBA, we have the conference semifinals in the NHL, Major League Baseball in full swing. Golf's second major is taking place. And all anyone's talking about is two coaches, both from West Virginia, that both coaching as SEC. play five months from now. They play five months from now. What's Baco Nation have here? What do you know. got there? What do you have? gibby me like that. You want a donut, Givee? Yeah, I'm okay. It's from a bake shop? Feels like a win. Baco's coming in with donuts. Look at Pappy. my body
2: type. I mean, it He's happens. coming in. Yep. I gotcha.
1: Yeah, that's very good. Very Where thoughtful. Where are they from, Baco? Uh, Mad Hatter.
2: Mad Hatter Batter. Mad Hatter Batter. I don't know. I didn't get him. Our intern, Braden. We here
1: yesterday with you. Oh, Braden, the Kenston Bomber.
2: Yes. Smart kid. That's him. That's him.
1: Places. Well. If all else fails, bribe. I'm in. Here's the thing that – so Sabin, all Sabin did this week is say out loud what everyone's been thinking forever on college athletics. All he did was say it all out loud. That's all that happened here. Um, and the concerns he has are real ones. There's no question about it. Right now the sport is rudderless. Right now the sport has no guardrails. And Saban made a plea for his people in Alabama, both in the state legislature and boosters at Alabama – and said, "Hey, you want me to keep this up? You're going to have to get into some pockets because we don't have enough to compete with these guys right now. We can't quote outwork these guys right now because they are paying. I don't know why Jimbo was out of shape about it. They did pay. Everybody knows they paid. It's part of it's state law in Texas for the collectives to work to get the money and give them to the players. All he did was take advantage of the laws in his state. That's it. And to be fair, I don't think Saban was concre- was you know accusing them of anything more than that." Um, so that gets you to where you are, that gets you to where we were, that gets you where the sport is going. Um, the one thing that I've always loved about college football, in addition to the pageantry and the alumni back for big game on campus and the, all of the tailgating and everything that makes going to a place wherever you went to school special or wherever you root for team special. And I think on its best, even better than the NFL, all of that is part of it. The other thing that's part of it though, is the seedy underbelly. It's only been there forever. The CD underbelly of the sport has been there forever. It's been a part of it. And your program, whoever it is you may root for, is not immune to it. It happened at your program. And part of the appeal of the sport to me is, is that? Is the intrigue that goes around that? The notion that if you beat me, it's because you cheated. And if I beat you, you probably think I cheated. I don't know if there is a such thing as a clean college football program. Not a good one. I don't think it exists. Well, and, not totally. And
2: if you're a head coach, you can have all the best intentions of running a, a clean program or, you know, buttoned up and everything. All it takes is one booster that doesn't
1: have the same intentions as you. And, I, it, and you can become a dirty program without even knowing it. I don't think that there are that many programs. I think most coaches take, you know, kind of the urban approach. I just don't want to know about it.
2: Yeah, Bruce Feldman's wrapping up another interview.
1: <laughs> yeah, I figured that was probably he's, what was happening. He's doing he's
2: on the national circuit and he made a little time for us today.
1: Yeah, I think that's that's not surprising. But I mean that's that's what most do is they take the approach of most have done this forever of just look the other way. Yeah. It's 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 blue chips. You stay away from my players, Hap, and yet I gotta have Ricky Rowe. Go get his dad a tractor and a bag of cash. I mean that's the it's been that way forever. So it's and it will continue to now a lot of that's just above board. And I think one of the beefs Saban has is now he doesn't control it. You know? And the other beef that he has is that he's not operating on a level playing field with everybody else. Now you could argue in some would that he hasn't ever been, that the advantages he had at Alabama were greater than at anywhere else to begin with. But I would say
2: this, going back to what your comment was yesterday. When he inherited that program, they weren't Alabama. No. Like they were Alabama, but it was talked about in
1: the, look what we did 30 years ago. (laughs) Oh yeah. They, yeah, they, they wanted it in 92. They wanted in 92. They beat Miami in the sugar bowl. And then they were on, uh, they were on probation. They were, uh, they went through a bunch of different coaches. Dennis Franchoni was there. Dave Shula was there. Um, DuBose, Mike DuBose was a coach there at one time following Gene stalling. So they had a bunch of different coaches and it failed miserably in, in many, many ways. Um, and and so yeah, he he took the best of it. He he took what it was, and he awoke in the sleeping giant. the The other big takeaway
2: is the person yesterday that made some of the most sense out of anybody was Dion Sanders.
1: Yeah, I saw I, his comments, <laughs> and, and
2: it made total. He said, "Look, I'm not mad, like, but I don't want to have a private conversation. I need to have a public. This needs to be a public conversation." so that everybody kn- knows where we're all coming from here. And, but then he said at the end he's talking to his boosters, which we talked about. But is he talking to his boosters because he needs them to put pressure on the state house to change
1: the laws? He needs both. So he can get a level playing field. He needs both. He needs state legislature in Alabama to give him the to give him the same jurisdiction that they have in Texas. Yep. It's not jurisdiction, the same, same guidelines rules that they have in Texas. And he needs Alabama boosters to pony up. Now here's the one thing that Alabama doesn't have. They don't have a bunch of billionaire boosters. They don't have oil money. Texas has oil money. and AM has oil money. So that's the big difference there is 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 where, where that goes from here. Um and there was a there was a fascinating story. Uh, This Jordan Addison kid who played at Pitt won the Bolitnikoff Award last year, basically became a free agent. Yes. Uh, It's reportedly that he signed for $3.5 million to play at USC. That's more than our second-round receivers will make. (laughs) And he's getting that allegedly to play at USC. Now, I don't know how much of this is real. That's the other part of this. And I've talked to my buddy Ari Wasserman at The Athletic about this who handles the recruiting. You can't can't justify it. You can't make sense of any of this money. You know? You can't. You can't do it. Um, hey, right. Paulus, tell
2: tell Z we're we're expecting another call. Tell him to call back in the two o'clock hour. He's probably riding a roller coaster somewhere. Because he <laughs> is calling in. Yeah, I, I don't know what. I he's trying to help us out probably, but
1: well, we did tell him to call in. We did. We did. It but, sound like he would be privy to the rundown. Correct. Probably. Yeah. Right. Of, of what we what's what's going on here yeah. in the program. So yeah. maybe we.
2: Maybe let's take a little breather. <laughs> we'll reset some things and hope Bruce is wrapping side. up and then we'll be able to talk yeah, to him. All exactly. Right. Whatever is right, we'll going that. on, he's running a little behind. So, yeah. so
1: from so just just a heads up, uh, from Z, he said Peepaw, quit being so mean and that you need to let him on. Well, this was your opportunity. He refuses to call back in. We blew it. You we blew that's it. Okay, boy. we're
2: going to keep calling him. You blew it, boy. Paulus, I'm just going to have you call my repeat
1: for the next, like, 90 minutes. I'm (laughs) fine. I don't blame (laughs) him. There we go. By the way, tickets for all Cleveland Browns home games are on sale now. For more information, visit clevelandbrowns.com. Coming up next, we hope to have Bruce Feldman on. Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland.
0: Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
1: car truck or motorcycle accident caused you injury. Call the injury lawyers at 1-800-ELK-OHIO for a free case review. Elk and Elk is a proud partner of your Cleveland Browns. A well-oiled machine <laughs> going totally
2: up to plan today. Just like I needed really it to is. on a Friday.
1: Really is. Really is. Um, all right, so Feldman's on. Look, this isn't. A... I don't know what Feldman is on. Who knows? Right. Who Wait. the hell knows? But we're not having him on today. There's no way. Who knows when he's going to. When he could call in with the other things that are planned. So there's it's I don't see a scenario. Eh, you got eight minutes left here. You're fine. You know? You gonna sco- blow out some of your other plans, Gibbe? Yeah,
2: absolutely. I'd like to.
1: We'll kind of see. We'll see where all this goes. Meantime, Z's at Cedar Point. He's he asked he called in. We rebuffed. And now who right, knows we're gonna
2: try him again. I'm going back to the I don't well. think he's going to pick up. I, that's fine. I don't care if he picks up or not. Well, yes, we do. I hope it rains. We do hope it picks up. We do hope he picks up. We'll be fine. Yeah. We'll be fine. We've got a little higher or lower coming up at 2.30. Uh,
1: Z, uh, let it go to voicemail. voicemail. Yeah, I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it would. I don't You anything. messed up, Peepaw. You messed up.
2: It's not Peepaw, my friend.
1: I even texted it's him and said. It's going to be Pappy. That's what's a good that, line Eddie. That's I, even I better like that. Pappy's way better. Yeah, Pappy so is way wife, better. My wife I came home,
2: my wife was almost a vegetable cuz she'd been up for 25, 26 straight hours. That's happened twice this week and that doesn't happen for her in years. So, are are you in the are you texting me or texting
1: him directly? I'm texting him directly. That his attacks on you should not be played with me being the brunt I wasn't trying. Like, here's I didn't what know happened. If Feldman was going to call. Him. Yeah, once we hit, I think once you hit 135 on the Feldman, then he's not coming on, because there's no radio interview in the country that. So you booked him at 130. There's no radio interview. He told interview, me 130. There's no radio interview in the country that starts at. I if I was and I've been plenty of guests on radio shows. If I have a previous engagement and I'm committing to 130, that means my previous engagement starts no later than 115. There's no way. So that means he's been on a radio show for 30 minutes straight without a break? Totally possible. Where? In what market?
2: You would be amazed at some of these these people doing. I, I have heard stories, no names, that have told me they've been guests on radio shows. We're supposed to be a five- to ten-minute interview that went 40 minutes, and they had to end it finally and go, hey, guys, I got to go. Like, you should be billed for that.
1: In Paducah? Like, (laughs) we all have to hit – you got to hit things. I
2: I agree. I have no idea. I I don't know where he's at right now. Maybe maybe he's getting additional information. Maybe he's on a conference call. Yeah, that
1: makes more sense. Chasing down leads working on his non-regional diction. That makes far more sense than – uh, then him yeah. not being able to come on.
2: So yeah. Anyways, I came home last night, and my wife's like, I I'm aware that you talked about our grandson all day. That's right. I'm like, awesome. yeah, a little bit, good chunk of the day. Uh, they got a name for me. I don't like it, so I needed to come up with. She goes, No, no, it's already been decided what you are. They had a conference. Yeah, because you got a lot of like the great grandparents are still alive. The grandparents are alive. <laughs> like you got names you know for everybody and she's like that's "Peepaw true. is is his someone my son in, well it's my son-in-law's grandfather Is Peepaw? yeah so i'm like i'm out of the Peepaw, which is great couldn't be happier she's like you're gonna be pappy i love that and i'm like well i can remember that i'm gonna Little be honest pappy with Baron you Winkle.
1: that's right i'm gonna be honest with you i mean you're what you're one of my favorite people pappy Gibby. And Pappy Van Winkle is one of my other favorite people. So all of those things work. You, I, I might just tell the boys they can start calling me that now. I'd love Little to be Pappy. Pappy. Perfect. Yeah. I, I should have pushed I, that. I don't know why I didn't think of that. I, Pappy's fantastic.
2: Yeah. I was I was pretty
1: smitten with that. I I'm put like, that on I a can plate. make that work. Pappy Gibby on the golf bag? Jeez. I like it. I don't know what more you want. PG, but
2: anything but. I love it. <laughs> Perfect. Works perfectly. I absolutely love it. I, I was I was very pleased. I said, okay. We're
1: good. Sold. I've been called far worse. Yeah. Um, just to give you folks an idea. So this is uh Friday, May twentieth. We're doing an NFL show on the Cleveland Browns. I I just pulled up ESPN just for just for the hell of it, to see what was going on. The number one story in regard to the NFL is currently this. Second, controversial one-of-one Tom Brady rookie card sells at auction for $396,000. The back of it is an image of him with a shaved head. And to think that this human ended up the way that he looks now and accomplished what he looks now, no chance. Here are the other stories. Michael Vick set to join fan-controlled football. Brian Dable wants quarterback Jones to turn it loose. Punter Coke, Ravens' longest-tenured player, retires. left with to attend NFL diversity event. Goodell, Bill's greats visit Memorial Volunteers. Ex-Giants quarterback Bradbury in steel with Eagles. That was two days ago. CFL Players Union reached labor deal and strike. It's all quiet on the Western front from an NFL perspective. There's just been no news. And this has been this way all offseason. There's
2: no news in any part of the sports world today.
1: No. Well, there's a lot going on. Like if There's a doing, lot going on, but there's no news. You know, it's like my other op- obligations this morning. Like there's a thousand angles on this college football stuff. There's a thousand angles to it. Um, you do you do have the NBA conference finals ongoing. You do have the PGA Championship ongoing. But the sport that we primarily care about and talk about, nothing. It's no. quiet.
2: No, I I think next week will start up with OTAs. So basically, here's the deal: you're gonna have OTAs. Um, looking at my schedule correctly. So on Tuesday, so you'll have OTAs. There's 10 OTA sessions, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday for the next two weeks. And then the week of June 6th, you'll have four days of OTAs. So 10 OTAs total. And then four weeks from now, mandatory minicamp. Four weeks from today, mandatory minicamp's over and we're on to the season.
1: Yeah, that's too late to me. Mandatory mini has got to be first week of June. It used to be. I don't like this mid-June stuff. Like, there's no summer. I mean, you're back here last week of July, right? In that camp, last week of July? You're right yep. back in it? Yep. It's crazy. Um, there are still some enormous names out there in free agency in the NFL. Bobby Wagner is still out there. He is unaccounted for. Jadavian Clowney. Feel like it's gonna be here, but who knows? I mean, until the, the ink is dry, who knows? Stephon Gilmore is still out there in free agency. Like I'll take the ink being wet for Jadavian Clowney. Right. Like Yeah, just something. Uh Odell's still out there. I think that'll be an in season one. I, I think that he'll get a full rehab and um and that'll be an in season one. Uh JC Treader's still out there. Our guy, Akeem Hicks, Melvin Ingram, Antonio Brown, Calais Campbell among those still out there in free agency. So there's still a lot of big, big names. Out there in free agency in the NFL. By the way, you're listening to 850
2: ESPN Cleveland. Pretty we'll good get job that out, of you. out of the way. <laughs> if indeed we're going to get Bruce Feldman pretty here. pretty good job
1: out of you to sneak <laughs> that in, I was headed there. Uh, WKNR Cleveland, a good Karma brand station. You do that. We got to get that in if if indeed so, because this is uh, we we'll, we'll have some time here uh, with Bruce if it in, is indeed Bruce. I we do have Bruce Feldman. All right, let's go to him now. Bruce Feldman of the Athletic on the on the hotline here. Uh, obviously, a lot. Going on in college football, Bruce, I, I tried to lay it out uh, for our listeners kind of what this week has been. Um, and you guys at The Athletic have done a tremendous job. Your story, No Love Lost, uh, the stuff Stuart's done, Ari and Andy, all the stuff everybody's done at The Athletic. You guys really are the home of college football in terms of covering it. Um, when, when Nick Saban said what he said Wednesday, did you think it, that this would follow?
4: not quite to that degree but Jimbo Fisher's personality is such where of all the Saban proteges disciples he's the one most likely not to sit on his hands and take it and just kind of go uh all right, I'm going to let it be especially the allegation as it was I mean he bought his whole recruiting class I mean Nick Saban went there and in a you know rarely does anybody in the middle of coaching much less with that platform blast somebody like that.
1: Bruce, the thing that I – the way I read the, the Saban comments Wednesday night were not so much – that almost was an unintended casualty of it. I, to me, I, I read it as him speaking to his conti- constituency saying, hey, they're better at this than we are from an organizational standpoint. They have a collective. We don't. We've got to get in line quickly. If you want me to continue at the level I've been continuing at, we got to make sure we have a loving, level playing field. That's how I read it. That's how it felt to me when he said it. It almost felt like a plea to Bama boosters and the people in the state that, hey, if we want to keep this up, I don't think we're going to be able to do so at the current rate that we're doing it, based on where this sport is going. Um, is is that? Did you take that from it as well, or did you read it differently?
4: Uh, I think that there may have been elements of that, but just the the words, you know, when he said he bought his whole class essentially in that's the headline there's no you know kind of you know nick saban is almost always very calculated when he gets into a big setting he knows his platform he leverages it and um you know that that was going those were really strong accusations whether he got too riled up and just kind of misspoke um, he know, you know, he's always very calculating those settings more so than any head coach in college mm-hmm. football, you know? And so, you know, for this story that I worked on with my colleagues at the athletic that went up today about the Jimbo Saban dynamic and their relationship, you know, one of the things is always come up with these guys who know Nick Saban and work with him for years and probably know him best. are so like, you know. Jimbo finally beat him and Nick made an excuse instead of saying, I got my ass beat, you know? And it's like, that's what a lot of them think just happened there. And he couldn't just leave it at that.
1: And so for for those who don't know, and, and I encourage you to read uh, Bruce's piece, no love lost uh, the story in the athletic that just went up about, the history between Nick and Jimbo. Jimbo was an offensive coordinator for Nick at LSU. Jimbo then uh, has a couple of stops in between, ends up being the coach-in-waiting at Florida State uh, for Bobby Bowden, who he revered. Um, And that's where I got to know Jimbo a little bit. I was down in Tallahassee at the time of that hire and remember him coming in and kind of the breath of fresh air he was to that program that desperately needed it. And then he beat Saban this year on the field, which hadn't been done. He beat him. um, And then he beat him in recruiting. The one thing I'm curious about, Bruce, is – to my understanding, due to Texas law and the way that they're running their collective, it feels to me like Jimbo and Texas A and M just did this better and took advantage of the rules that they're allowed to within the state. And in a sense, if they did buy the class, it's legal for them to do so. What am I missing anything on that? Yeah, I think there's some. That is a lot of
4: stuff that I think depends on who you talk to. Will be like is you know, that. If you have boosters involved, um, there are still violations that are there that people have either um, glossed over. Like, here's the part that I think is, a, is kind of preposterous in, in all of this, is the aspect of we don't know what our collective is doing. How would you not know? Like, the idea that, that a collective could be spending $500,000 on some three-star defensive linemen – and that's just the collective's business. And all of a sudden now he's going to play for your program. That's ridiculous. That's, there's no way that happens like that because sure. you're not going to spend money on players for them to coach because they know more than anybody what the evaluations are. So, you know, I think a lot of this is um, – it's so – you know, it's like right now so unfair undeveloped and how the things are playing out that I think what A&M was, was they were aggressive early. And what you had was, you know, desperate rich people who, you know, I say desperate, they're desperate for their program to become something that it's not right
1: now. Sure. And
4: they have the resources and they're aggressive and they jumped out there. And I think that, you know, so we've seen some other programs jump out there too now similarly, but I think where, you know, Nick Saban's frustration, probably not just getting beat by Jimbo Fisher, not just, but getting beat on some recruits. I think that all kind of came to a head this week.
1: Yeah, I agree with you on that. Talking to the great Bruce Feldman of The Athletic. Um, and don't I, I believe I this as well, that there are certain states that are now making it law where, it is a, where a coach is able to point a collective or a collective is able to have a conversation with a coach and, so that they can organize on who they want to go take care of. Didn't this just happen in Missouri last week, Bruce?
4: Yeah, I think it's like it's hard to keep track of, you know, there was a California law that was just kind of getting, you know, worked on yesterday. It's hard to keep track of all the different ones. I think the challenging part of this is, you know, there's going to be lawsuits from antitrust related. You have agents shopping around. And I think that that's that's the part where this is this is so um, right now, so murky in all of it. And I don't think you're putting the toothpaste back in the tube. Um, and you have a lot of people who are very frustrated and I think there's a lot of stuff that is still to be sorted out.
1: I think it's noteworthy, uh, Bruce, that Nick Saban said to your point, he never says anything on accident. It's all calculated. It's all very pointed. Um, And so the issues that he has with NIL and the way that it's being implemented are real. Uh, I think that's a very real thing that he did that. I think he's one of the most powerful people in the sport. I'm sure you'd agree. I think you'd probably agree with me that Gene Smith, the athletic director at Ohio State, is one of the most powerful people in the sport. And twice in the last two weeks, he has said, hey, maybe the college football playoff needs to run college football here a little bit. Um, So these are two of the more more powerful. And obviously, Greg Sankey, I think, is the most powerful guy in college sports at the moment, certainly in college football. So it comes back to a bigger question. We all can look and say, this is the Wild West. This is out of control. We need some guardrails on this. And by the way, I'm all for NIL. I'm sure you are, too. Kids ought to be able to make the most or whatever Mm -hmm. they can off of their name, image, and likeness. But we all want it to be at least a level playing field for it. So we're all playing under the same rules. But, Bruce, who's incentivized to do that? Who is incentivized to say, hey, these are the new rules. This is what we're going to play under. Who's going to take that leadership?
4: It's a great question. There is a definite void there and there's definite perspective. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if anybody has a realistic answer on that, you know, because there's a lot of different um, agendas here. Right. And everything you said, I agree with. I don't know. And and it's Mm -hmm. it's not a cop out. It's just this is kind of knowing the landscape. We had an NCA head who made millions of dollars for a long time who just was kinda I don't know if I would say it was asleep at the wheel, but it was just kind of negligent and this thing was kinda rolling down the tracks. And the NCAA is so ill prepared to deal with it right now. So I don't know. I, I don't know like how how they get a better handle on it.
1: I don't either. And I see them I see this thing today about how they're gonna oh, we're going to impose this on you know, trying to add these rules on name, image, and likeness, on transfers, on on this type of thing, some punishments for coaches. The problem is this is one of the biggest things fans don't understand is the NCAA doesn't have subpoena power. So how are they going to enforce anything, especially when they're trying to enforce their rules? In And now you've gotten the states involved, where these states have their own laws that are now in place. The NCAA can't supersede that. I, it's I don't know. It's my favorite thing in the world, Bruce. I love college football more than anything. I, it's hard for me to find a way out of the out of the weeds on this one it just to me it there's no easy path and i don't see anybody quite frankly a lot of people are throwing stuff at the wall i don't see anybody saying all right this hit this stuck let's jump on this
4: yeah i mean and that's why i think you hear so much frustration from people in a lot of play in a lot of corners and a lot of a lot of aspects in coaching in general where it's like there's You know, there's really not a middle ground. It's either you're going all in or not. I mean, I talked to a football coach, I think, on Monday night who really vented about how much people talk about tampering like it's a big issue. He's like, I think the biggest issue is agents now have gotten involved and they're shopping kids around and they're basically going around to schools going, how much would you pay for so-and-so? That kid's not even in the portal. And it's really gone on where they're basically trying to create a market at this point, it's all so um, such uncharted waters with this.
1: Yeah, I'll get you out of here on this one. Jordan Addison got – you know, there's all this – and I talked to Ari Wasserman, a buddy of mine, about this, and who I've known forever, and he said, you know, the hard thing is we can't verify anything that's said. You hear, oh, Tennessee gave $8 million for a recruiter. Jordan Addison got the, the, the Blitnikoff winner from Pitt, got $3.5 million from USC. But you can't really validate any of this stuff, right? And so that's part of it, too. And I think to myself, it's a true free market. If Jackson Smith and Jigba wanted to go on the market or C.J. Stroud, Ohio State, want to go on the, on the free market and it's a bid process, nobody wants that. But it does feel like there's no way of stopping it now, doesn't it?
4: No, I, I don't think so. And look you know, some of the stuff you mentioned, you know, Jackson, I mean, there's, it's interesting because, you know, I follow a bunch of Ohio state players and just seeing players who are now we're talking about not recruits. We're talking about, you know, star players who are getting deals um, that probably two years ago would be like, Whoa, there's a car. But it's like, you know what? I, these are things that I think are more in line with intended and, and, you know, they're not inducements. And if those players are promoting those businesses, you know, more to, more power to them on that. I think, I don't think that's a bad thing. Yeah. Um, I just think, I don't think it's a bad thing. What I think it is, is for a lot of folks, especially if you've been covering the sport or if you've paid attention for a long time, you're just kind of like, it's hard to wrap your brain around that, that it's, that it's changed like that so fast, you know? And I, so I think there's some, there's, I think, a lot of really good things that are coming from NIL. There's just a lot of other stuff that you're, like, not sure how to feel about it yet <laughs> because it's so different.
1: Yeah, and I think even the coaches feel that. Sometimes, like, I even think some of that is with Jimbo here. Like, usually when a coach would say something like this about you, you'd be ultra defensive. They have the history as you chronicle it. But, honestly, everything they did is is now legal. It's all, it's all fine, you know? But it's almost like the reaction, because you've been programmed forever, is to, to – lash out back and again there's personal stuff and I asked you to read Bruce's piece in the athletic um, but that there's a lot of layers to this you guys have done an excellent job Bruce thanks for fitness in on short time really appreciate it I,
4: I appreciate it thanks guys for being patient with me getting over to you
1: all good all good that's Bruce Feldman the athletic a very very complicated issue but that's a pretty good handle you want to know where it is why it is where it is I've been around college football 20 years at the highest level Bruce has been covering longer than that at the highest level I ask him point blank, "Who's going to fix it?" And I don't not act like I, I don't have the answers either, and he doesn't have them. That's where it is, which is a hard thing to wrap your head around when you think about where college where college sports is at the moment. Uh, we'll get you a PGA Championship leaderboard coming up next. Also, our friends at Good Morning Football uh, having a conversation about some of the things we've been talking about. That's coming up next. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on eight fifty ESPN Cleveland.
0: Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
1: Bo here for my great friends at Indy East 4th. Excited to be part of that great story that is East 4th Street. Big announcement, of course. The rooftop bar located above Indy is open. Check it out this weekend, serving a beer, wine, cocktails, like snack menu. It opens at 3 o'clock on weekdays, noon on weekends, weather permitting, of course, so Saturday ought to be perfect for it. Brought to you by the owners of Char Whiskey Bar & Grill and Avo Modern Mexican. The Cleveland rooftop bar scene is all new, and it's all at Indy East Forth, the perfect place to celebrate downtown this summer. Uh, PGA Championship ongoing in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um J- Rory McIlroy was your leader heading into it. You got a leaderboard for us Kevin?
2: Yeah, working through it right now. Uh, a lot of the top guys finally getting going here. Uh Justin Thomas has officially wrapped up. He is at 6 under. Leader in and the clubhouse. He is your leader in the clubhouse. Now, Rory hasn't even teed off yet. We're still 22 minutes away from him teeing off. Uh Zalatoris doesn't tee off till 2:25. Um There's a number of guys. There's four guys. Fitzpatrick, Pereira, Kuchar, and Anser are three under. Two of those guys are on the course right now. Neiman and Kirk are two under. Uh, Kirk just started. Neiman's through 15. Shoffley is on the first hole right now. He is at two under. So uh, a lot of these guys we are
1: are still waiting on. I would bet you by the end of the day, Justin Thomas is not atop the board.
2: I mean, that would be on Rory McIlroy imploding.
1: Yeah, he'd really have to implode to yeah. not be uh, on top of it. So Yeah, Tiger doesn't even tee off till
3: 2.36. He's not so. making
1: it to the weekend. Not the way that – I mean, there's no way his body's going to yeah. hold up. I could tell right away yesterday that there's no way he was going, you know, any more than 36. Just not going to do it. Um, so we'll keep you updated on that as it goes along. So on Good Morning Football, Jane Slater in this week, Michael Robinson, Peter Schrager, and Kyle Brandt got into something we've talked about a lot, and that is the idea, and not the idea, the fact that there is no contract I, extension. I'm glad to see that someone else is starting to pick up that this doesn't
2: make any sense, that this isn't done.
1: We've been talking about this since the combine. It's still not done. Everybody talks about his mom's as agent. Well, yeah, we all know that. But why isn't it done? What's the problem here? It's been known. Here's the Good Morning Football crew
5: discussing it. I'm very concerned. I'm very concerned that Lamar Jackson has not signed that big-time contract. He's due for a big uh, pay raise. Again, you mentioned former uh, MVP. You look at his quarterback record. He's 37-12 and 0, so uh, he wins when he when, when he does play. The guy averages 900 over almost a thousand yards rushing a season. Again, you, you saw it embodied last year when guys got hurt, when everything had to fall on Lamar Jackson. He was the team's leading rusher. He was the team's quarterback. And he got injured, right? And again, that's, what, that, that's the issue about Lamar Jackson's play, right? He could get injured, and we saw that happen this past year. Lamar, get your money. You're worth about $45, $46, 48000000 million dollars a year. Go ahead and get it because uh, if you sustain another injury, this is business, guys. You have to play not checkers. A team will move on from you. Never mind me. You know what I like? I like that Lamar doesn't appear to be concerned I actually find it refreshing. Lamar's out there selling soul food and playing golf and having a great time. Uh, he'll make $23 million this year on the fifth-year option alone. And everything you hear from Baltimore is that it's, Lamar's all about work and Super
1: Bowl, and that stuff will take care of itself and take care of itself. I don't begrudge any athlete who tries to get some money.
5: But if you put this in contrast to some of the nonsense we've seen from Kyler Murray, and we're scrubbing our social media, and we're making these bold proclamations, and if that's all he wants to do, it's fine. I think it's pretty cool that Lamar's like I'm confident in myself. I'm an MVP. I'm going to get paid this year. I'm going to get paid eventually. I trust this organization. I trust the team. And I think John Harbaugh loves this guy and it will happen. But Peter, I don't know. It's different and I don't know if I would do it, but business. I think it's cool that Lamar is chill on this and he's not he's got other things in his life that he's worried about. Business. Yeah, and talk, business. talking yeah. to Ravens oh, sources, they, you know, they they want him back obviously and I don't think there's been anything but a uh, generous offer. I I also think that uh, this is actually sort of refreshing in a weird way that the team go. wants Lamar. Lamar wants the team, but we're not going to get contentious. We're not going public. Let's just keep this within our own building and behind closed doors. Lamar's a unicorn in that he doesn't have one of these mega agents. You know, he, If you want to name the names, it's not like Rosenhaus or Todd France or Ari Emanuel are walking in and saying, this is my client and we're going to make sure we get the highest dollar. Instead, it, it seems as though this is Lamar and his own people. Like, we'll take it at our speed and guess what? Seeing what the Sean Watson just got... Let me go beat him. Let me go take care of business in the AFC North. Let me go win another MVP, and then you guys can give me the world because you have to. Uh, he's sort of banking on himself. The last quarterback I remember doing this was totally Joe Flacco. different styles. Same mm-hmm. teams. Totally I
3: don't. I don't begrudge him for doing it. I'm with Kyle. The only person that really should be concerned here is Lamar Jackson. I'm not personally concerned, but. I do think it is frustrating these days that I feel like sometimes the guys that are the good soldiers that do what they're supposed to don't necessarily get paid. Sometimes it's the squeaky wills. It's the Kyler Murrays who force us to have discussions about them and remind executives and remind the fans how great they are. I mean, just go back to his poo game, the way that he played in that one. And I just don't think the Ravens are much of a team without Lamar Jackson. And so uh, I guess my big question is, Does Lamar want the 40, the 45? The Ravens are saying 35. But to your point, Peter, I think Deshaun Watson's contract is complicating this for a lot of teams. We'll see how hard some of these teams hold out and say, we're not paying you the sort of guaranteed money that we paid Deshaun. But I think it's unfortunate because a guy like Lamar Jackson absolutely deserves his bag.
1: You know, it feels to me like what ends up happening here is if whether it's 45 or 40, they're going to be somewhere. It's going to start with a four. Uh, It's just going to be a shorter term deal. I think that's what you'll see across the league. I think you'll see at the quarterback position, especially as the TV dollars continue to go up and up and up, you'll see guys signing for shorter term, big guarantees. So you do, I mean, if he gets 45 a year and he wants four year 180, to me, that seems where this thing will go. Or you go three at 135, whatever you want. Uh, Wouldn't that benefit both sides? Yeah. Like if I'm a player and I don't,
2: like my contract, and I continue not to like my contract two and three years into your contract. Like, sure. they just sign for two or three years, or go. You know, I'm not Guess saying to go play year by the year, tag. but
1: yeah, uh, that worked out well for Kirk Cousins. Yeah, when Peter was talking about that, that's the first thing I thought of, well, Cousins did this. Cousins bet on himself, bet on himself about as yeah. big as you could, and bet and made as as much as you can. Yeah. So I, I just I don't get like if you don't like your contract
2: or you know that in three years your contract's going to be obsolete, then just sign for two or three years. Agree. Yeah. I, I mean, just, to me, that's I, the path. What are you complaining about? That's on you and your agent. Why do you, you know, the team's going to try to keep you. They want to keep you for five years. You, know, you get a three-year
1: deal. This is what I'm looking for. Yeah. I, and, I, I, I'm I, I'm less – this will get done one way or another. He'll yeah. be quarterbacking them. My hunch is it'll be on a on – It might not be a long-term deal, though. It might be a medium-term deal, and you might see more and more of these. If I were a quarterback in this league, the way the television dollars continue to go up and up and up, knowing also that in this climate I don't get hit much, I'm protected, then I would want to sign a bunch of shorties. The next one to watch on this is going to be Burrow. The Burrow conversation is going to be fascinating. Uh, The Herbert conversation is going to be fascinating. Those are two organizations historically that have not been big about paying the big bucks the premium, it feels like in Cincinnati they know things are different. They understand they caught a unicorn by the horn in Joe Burrow, and they'll take full advantage of it. By the way, they've spent the last two off offseasons. Um, but when it comes time to do that contract, what's it look like? What's the guaranteed money on that? Is it 240 Guaranteed? They've never done that. They've never done that. Can and the Spanos family you know? doesn't do that with yeah. the Chargers at all. Well, they can. It's, are you willing? You know, that's the tricky part. Um, so those are, those are certainly things that bear watching. Uh, we spent a lot of time today talking about name, image, and likeness. Rich Eisen had some thoughts on it as well. Uh, we will play that for you coming up, and then we'll get into a little bit of higher or lower coming up here in about 15 minutes or so. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
0: Cleveland Browns Daily on
1: 850
0: ESPN Cleveland.
1: And the Bath Authority could give you the bathroom of your dreams in about a day. My good friends can transform your current bathroom into a custom bath, spa-like feel. If you need a tub to shower conversion, they can take care of that. Simply put, superior products with expert installers. You can change your bathroom from outdated to outstanding. Guys, they have the largest selection of bath projects. They're all made in the United States. Let the Bath Authority make it a reality for you at a fraction of the cost of the competitors. The Bath Authority is Cleveland's premier bath and shower remodeler. They have expert factory-trained installers. Give them a call now. 500 bucks off your next custom bath or shower remodel. Give them a call at 216-220-8399 or go to thebathauthority.com. Again, 500 bucks off your next custom bath or shower remodel. That number is 216-220-8399. Tell them both sent you and they will take care of you. Rich Eisen on his show. Of course, everyone weighing in on the and Jimbo spat. That's really a lot more about than just those two, although there's a history here, as Bruce Feldman laid out in his piece in The Athletic. There certainly is a history there, but it's about much more than that. Where it's headed for is the future of the sport of college football, which, by the way, is a feeder program for this sport that we all love so much. So here's Eisen on that and where we're all headed. This is my two cents on this. Dabo Swinney said last month
6: in an interview with ESPN that this whole system is going to have to get blown up. What will blow it up? NCAA going to blow it up? They're not blowing it up. They don't don't know what the hell they're doing. They were caught flat-footed by the Supreme Court ruling that basically said, hey, you better get on the stick here because the way you've been doing business (laughs) is potentially um, illegal. So the next case that comes here, we might just have to blow up so-called amateurism for you. Name, image, and likeness is here. And it is leveling a playing field, is it not? And if Saban doesn't like that, Maybe that's why he's saying what he said last night. It could be also a little bit of a message to those in the room. Hey, everybody, open up your checkbooks a little bit more for our collective. Because we're no longer number one. And again, the great equalizer might be Saban and his ability to coach as well. That he might, with the number two recruiting class, just beat you about the head, neck, face, and chest as well. As we keep eyes peeled on October 8th of 2022, that is when Texas A&M visits Tuscaloosa. But what will blow it up is Nick Saban saying this stuff out loud. Because now he's got everybody's attention. It's not sliced bread calling it out. It's Nick Saban calling it out. This is what will blow it up. And if the NCAA cannot come up with a way to make sure that Buddy Garrity and Buddy Garrity's money from Buddy Garrity Dodge (laughs) doesn't wind up in the pocket of some 17-year-old, if that is a problem, how do you stop it? And part of the reason why it is a problem, as Saban pointed out, is that 17-year-old enticed to come for that amount of money – And then suddenly 17-year-old doesn't get the starting job. And then suddenly 17-year-old wants to go into transfer portal. And then suddenly 17-year-old says, you promised me this money, and now I've got to go transfer out. I still want my money as I'm leaving. And now there's lawsuits galore about what was promised and what might be legal and what isn't legal and what's a state law and what's not a state law. And all sorts of holy heck is breaking loose. And if you want to actually put some sort of level playing field out there and you also don't want as you know coaches they don't want this sort of stuff or or athletic departments or presumably school presidents they don't want the unionization that would have to come if you actually codify this stuff in a contract if you turn these players into actual contracted paid employees of a school everybody says that the letter of intent is the contract yeah that's for a scholarship if you're talking dollars and cents, Actual money, hard-earned cash. If you have contracts like that, you're going to have unions, and then it's just flat-out professional. If you want to have something that's not that, but also a level playing field, I said it when that Super League was formed over across the pond in the world of professional soccer or football, as they would say, across the pond in Europe. When that Super League was formed and it lasted less than Belichick was, the head coach of the Jets, (laughs) I said, what is the sport? Where in America could that happen? And I said, college football. And you already heard the Ohio State Athletic Director, Gene Smith, say just this past week, something very similar to what I'm about to say. Get a group of teams and a group of schools and a group of programs that are kind of in the same area In terms of level of interest, in terms of money, in terms of conference, in terms of name brand. You put them together in your own collective called a Super League and the top teams in the SEC and the top teams in the Big Ten and the top teams across the country all get together and tell everybody else we're out. we are going to enforce our own rules we're going to come up with our own ideas as to how these players can get paid and everybody else you could figure it out because we're not waiting for the ncaa to do it they could schedule us but we're going to handle everything else in terms of where we play when we play and when i say schedule us i mean for like bowls Everything else, regular season schedule, whether conference games get played, you're already hearing that the, the, the ideas of divisions are now gone. It's going to be top two, just like the Big 12. Yeah. Top two in every conference. It's going to figure out how. To, that's how you play for a conference championship, or if you even need that, if you expand to eight teams or 12 teams or 16 teams for the right to play a playoff. This is the way it's heading. A bunch of schools are going to take their own footballs and go play in a league that they create with their own rules. And the first team that might lead the way is the SEC, because Greg Sankey is probably calling everybody up and saying, What are you doing? Yeah. What is happening? Why are we calling everybody out? Why is this now being aired? Why is this all there? What in the world is happening? And to remove yourself from this trough, Create your own world. That's the way it's going to happen. It's coming. I don't know when, but the SEC is probably going to lead the way because they are always doing that. But when Davos Swin- Swinney says this thing's got to get blown up, well, it sure sounds and feels like Nick Saban lit the match.
5: And the thing is, they joined it. They created giant super league, 40 teams. We're all going to watch. Of course, we're all going to follow, and we're going to get in. You know, as much as passionate as we are now.
6: And then the question is, who gets to join? Because I'm sure someone like Dion's going to raise his hand and say, Hey, why not us? When you have a tweet from him, I don't even make a million, says Coach Dion. Because <laughs> <he>, responding to <laughs> Travis Hunter, I got a million, but my mom's still staying in a three bedroom house with five kids, says Travis Hunter, the kid in question. That's Dion's response. And I'll tell you this I have not spoken to Dion yet. I'm, not, I'm sure he's uh, outraged yeah. and upset, but deep down, you know what else he's thinking? Jackpot. Jackpot. Let Alabama keep talking about Jackson State. We've got Nick Saban's attention, and not just because I'm doing an Aflac commercial with him. (laughs) We have got Nick Saban's attention. We have Texas A&M's attention. And you best pay attention because I'm coming. I bet you deep down, Dion, as he's figuring out how to say it and what to go about it, part of him is like, you bet. When was the last time Alabama's coach talked about Jackson State and it wasn't like, hey, that's the team that's coming to play us before we play Auburn because we paid them $3 million to get their asses handed to them? No, he's talking about them as a peer. And that's got to count for something too. Yeah.
1: You know, I talked a lot of, I've talked a lot about this, a lot of stuff Rich mentioned there in terms of, of, of where all this thing is heading. The, the one thing that the SEC's already done this. They've already done it. They added Oklahoma and Texas. They've already done it. The, this is the thing that people up here have a hard time understanding. The people down there would be fine just playing each other and calling that the national champion. Yeah, they
2: I don't even think that they would want a non-conference. They, they don't need just, to. They would play people a play 10 12-game They have 16
1: teams season. in that league now. They could say, here's the winner of this, and here's the winner of this, and they play for this, and this is the champion. And, and all they would have to do, play for a second. the rest of you can kick rocks. And that includes us, at yep. Ohio, people at Ohio State, like Ohio State. If you like Michigan, you like Notre Dame. They don't need you. Not in their mind. They don't. So that's already happening. That's why I say Sankey's got – Sankey's the the second most powerful, you know, in terms of a singular entity. He's more powerful even than Goodell. Goodell answers to owners. Sankey answers really to nobody. He's running the SEC. First in front with their own TV network. First of the conference championship game. They were ultra-aggressive in adding teams. I mean, they added two of the six, most seven, eight most important brands in the country when nobody saw it coming behind closed doors with Texas and Oklahoma. So that's that's where it is. Uh, Rumpke Waste Recycling, family-owned and operated. Whether you join them as a customer as an employee, you'll be part of the family. Visit Rumpke.com to learn more. We'll do a little higher or lower, better or worse coming up next. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
0: Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
1: Certainly a lot of bad advice out there about gambling, from secret methods to picking lottery numbers to betting big when you're on a roll. The miss can lose you money, get you in a lot of trouble. So before you wager, find out what's real and what isn't. At KeepItFunOhio.com. Time for a little higher or lower, presented by the Ohio Lottery. Hello, Gibbe.
2: Hello. How many rides has Zagura been on so far today? You think?
1: When did he get there?
2: I, I don't think I don't think his crew flew in till late morning. He's
1: probably been but there. So had, he was certainly there when he was calling us.
2: I think they had fast passes, so I think they yeah. they rolled out the carpet for him. He's with some luminaries. Well, the in way the wrestling I would, world.
1: So there's two passes. That, so you, you get into the park. There's that. Then the next pass is like the fast pass. Like that's good, but then there's the ultra fast pass that gets you through everything. So the fast pass you can't ride everything in the fast pass lane, only some things. The 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 big one, the big bopper that gets you into everything, that's a substantial pull. But I almost think it's kind of like it's kind of like Ferris Bueller with the Ferrari if you have the means, I highly recommend it. That's kind of what I if you it's he just be, such he, a different experience. They can ride every
2: ride and be done by 5 o'clock. Easy. That. Easy. And maybe ride a couple.
1: Yeah. A couple if you times. have the ultra fast, you're flying, man. Especially today, on a Friday in May, no one's up there right now. The only uh, Schools <laughs> might be the only thing. Oh, schools sometimes take you you, know, the whole classes up correct. there. Correct. You know,
2: yeah. just okay. like your kids have been doing and my kids have been doing. Nothing. Yeah. Right. We're going go to go to Cedar Point for the day. <laughs> that <laughs> every, is fact. Everybody be back at the bus at 5 o'clock
1: yeah that's a fact no one's doing anything right now field trips and uh, soapbox
2: races hey uh, they earned it i think it's the is it this is the first full year back from covid yeah educators you earned it good job out of you yeah go live uh higher or lower presented by the ohio lottery cody benjamin cbssports.com i actually printed out your stuff for you that we oh i look have forward to 40 pop-ups um, this actually came. He, he took this from Caesar Sportsbook. Uh, they got their early lines out on win totals for all thirty-two teams, um, and then he he listed the uh, the nine early moves that he would make uh, based on the over/unders. Okay. So we will debate those uh, in this week's higher or lower. Paulus, hit it. Higher or lower? All right, Bears. Und, he took the under at six and a half, higher, lower, or just
1: right. Bishop, same, under, wildly under. I I think the Bears have a real chance to be the worst team in football, and I love Justin Fields, love him. They're I think they have him. the worst receiver core in the league. They're not very good on the offensive line. I mean, you remember he got how he got killed here? What he set a ble- record that day? Oh my God! They were. I mean, I, you felt for him. <laughs> Yeah. It was his first start it's like what are we doing I felt for him um no under I they look like they're staring right down the barrel of four and 13 and three and 14 uh, five and twelve at best six and a half are you kidding no way under like Caesars under they want you they want it next higher
2: or lower the Colts nine and a half
1: higher lower or just right he took the over by the way so his reasoning for this. So, all right, so this there can be two things. It can be that I think the Colts are overrated, which I do, because I I was talking to somebody this week on some platform that said that that they were their pick to win the AFC. The Colts are their pick, and I don't see it's that a bold move. Cotton. It's a bold move, exactly. Even for the Ocho, um, nine and a half though, and he hits on the reason why in his last line here. He says they should feast on a cakewalk schedule out of the AFC South. Yes. Yes, they should. It's a garbage division. It's garbage. I mean, that and the NFC South are the two worst divisions in football. They're brutal, and they're the best of the lot. They're the valedictorians of summer school. But nine and a half—that's ten and seven—that's dual. Do- that's real doable, really doable for them. Um, you know, you got to worry, I suppose, about Trevor Lawrence making a little move with competent coaching in Jacksonville. I still think the supporting cast isn't good enough. Probably true. I mean, you're you're banking on Tennessee going down.
2: That one's a tough one. That one's right on.
1: It's right on the nails there. Well, let me see. Let's do schedule game with them, and let's just see what what we would get it to just off the top of our head. So this is here's the Colts schedule. Um, They add Matt Ryan. All right, so they open at Tennessee, win. At Jacksonville, win. Chiefs at home, L. Titans at home, should be a win. At Broncos, feels like an L. Jags at home, win. At Titans, L. Commanders at home, win. At Patriots, probably an L. At Raiders, well, they'll split those. Let's say that's the win. Eagles at home, should be a win. Pittsburgh at home, should be a win. At Cowboys, L. At Vikings, L. Chargers at home, feels like an L. Giants, dub. And then Tex you would take the last one to get to 10. I was going to say you're at home. nine. I'm yeah. at nine. It would take the last one to get to ten, so it's a little tighter. I'm going to go under. Yeah, I'm, I'm going like, to go yeah. lower because I think I think and I gave them like every those first two are on game. the road. Yeah, I gave them every divisional game.
2: Yeah, I think you got to go lower. Next, <laughs> higher or lower? All right, so he took the under. Caesar says the Browns at nine and a half.
1: Higher, lower, just right. Can't be just right. It's not an act. This isn't ever any fun for us to talk about, but the reality is this is entirely tied to the suspension or lack of suspension of Deshaun Watson. Yep. If Deshaun Watson suspended eight games, then under. If he suspended two games or no games or four we don't we just have any idea. I mean, I hope we get some resolution on this. I feel like Caesars soon. needs to pull that number. I don't know how they're putting it out there, honestly, based yeah. on the uncertainty of the suspension. I don't know how you are. Because, I mean, Jacoby Brissett's a really nice player, but that changes things dramatically. Our schedule's brutal. Yeah. It's brutal. So I have no idea what they're going to do with the suspension or if there is one or who knows. Um, Yep. But I I would pull it. I don't have a problem with him saying under. He's he's obviously benching. He's betting on how long we'll be without Watson. Yep. Everybody's guess. I mean, I feel like we'd be over, but who knows? Yeah. Higher
2: or lower this is an amazing one Eagles
1: nine wins higher lower or just right he took the over he's one of those guys like we were talking about that are really just all over Jalen hurts they're all over it um I don't see it I don't I don't think I don't see I don't see nine wins for them uh, I know the division's not great Dallas feels like the class you know I guess they could go ten and seven but you're right on the line I think it's a risky bet I mean, to me, I could see him nine and eight again. That gets you the push. You're not going over it.
2: I I agree. I, I think I would go under. I would go lower. That's where I'm at on that. Yeah, under. Next. <laughs>
1: Higher or lower. Arizona Cardinals, nine wins. Higher or lower. So he goes under on this. He says in the always tight AFC West with drama lurking at quarterback, they could stumble um their last three are pretty brutal broncos bucks 49ers uh they open chiefs raiders rams that's really tough obviously um if they're under then they got to fire kingsbury they got to be they can't if they're under nine there's no reason for them to be under nine none i mean you got two wins against the seahawks should be automatic the the 49ers whose quarter if it's trey lance which again, I still I, I don't know what's going on out there. Nobody does except Pedro <laughs> He's plugged in.
2: Our 49er insider. Yeah. I, I, all right, if you take in, if you're going higher, how many wins are they really good
1: for? 11? I mean that feels like the ceiling. Yeah, I don't you think know? they're a lot no, better 11 than Eleven and six. Ones. No, eleven that schedule's really hard. Eleven and six, ten and five. But if you're saying under, then you're saying they're gonna go eight and nine. If they go eight and nine, then Cliff Kingsbury needs to be fired. Yeah,
2: and Kyler Murray might yeah. not be your quarterback for much longer. Next Higher or Lower. He's got the Ravens at nine
1: and a half. Higher, lower. What say you, Bo Bishop? The hard thing here is like somebody in our division's got to lose, right? We can't all win 12 games. So Correct. somebody's got to be the one that's under. Um, I think Baltimore bounces back pretty good. And again, we discussed our situation with, you know, whatever's going to happen with Deshaun. Then you're what you're saying is, is Cincinnati going to fall off? A lot of people tend to think that they are. I don't. I think that they got better on the offensive line, and I think Burrow's going to be good. So I think they're going to be the same. To me, Baltimore feels like nine and eight. So I would probably go under. I'm going to take the over just because I think we can. I think
2: so much we look at it and we go. I mean, what they do? They had a good draft, but they lost some of their wide receiver room. They're getting a lot of guys back off of injury, and if those guys are good enough, I think they're good for 10 wins. So just barely, oh, uh, yeah, barely over. Next. Higher or lower?
1: Final one, Cowboys, 10 and a half. He took the under. So he likes Philly more than Dallas. I like Dallas more than Philly. Yeah, I would like to think so. Yeah, I like Dallas more. I think I think they got another year in them. He has them under 10 and a half. The division's garbage. Yeah. Win 11 games I, and you're clear. I,
2: I thought it was interesting. He took the over on the Steelers, seven and a half. I don't know what you're thinking. Good so defense. Well, that would
1: have, well, be... I guess what he's saying is precedent. They have never had a losing record under Tomlin. They have good superstars on defense. I don't know if they have a good defense. I don't know that they're demonstratively better on the offensive line.
2: He said, even if Pickett is just okay, they should be comparable to their 2021 selves,
1: but they open first half
2: of the season. They get Bengals, Patriots, Browns, Bills, Buccaneers. Jeez.
1: Rookie quarterback. Maybe you should throw Mitchell out there. Probably Mitch. Yeah. Mitch Larrabisi might be the one there. Yeah. All right. Good job. Good job, of you. Still, so much more to come. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on eight fifty ESPN Cleveland.
0: Cleveland Browns Daily on eight fifty ESPN Cleveland.
1: What a week, kids! Next week we've got uh, we got some OTAs. Wednesday OTAs. those fire up. Yes, sir. we will have that to look forward to, which is very, very nice. Uh, I can tell you that Z, to no surprise of anyone, is on Twitter right now, retweeting things. So standing in line, hmm. retweeting—that's what's happening. Way to uh, way to screw over your brotherhood. Way to be present. Yep. Nice <laughs> job. Oh, great job, the great Z. Z. The great Waiting Z. Rooting for that rainstorm. Now <laughs> we'll all be back. It's going to be a hot one, kids. Uh, Stay cool if you can. Um, And make sure you get those. Your pets. Your pets. Get them some water. It's going to be a hot one over the next 24 hours or so. Have a great weekend, everybody. The next level is next. Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland.